Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Social media consumes our lives. Have you ever noticed that? If we meet somebody new, if we want to catch up with somebody, find an old friend, watch a video, say happy birthday, it is all on socials. We really can't escape it. I think we've often recognized the danger or the downsides of social media, but we give it a free pass sometimes by saying, well, it's a blessing and a curse, or it just needs to be used wisely. And we leave it at that. The thing is, is if it needs to be used wisely, let's talk about it. This is one of my biggest pet peeves, making a statement of how something should be and then not going into detail of how to fix it. So I really try my best to not do that. Um, With every development in technology, there seems to be a new risk. For our parents and our grandparents, technology can be scary because they see a lot of these dangers that they never grew up with. For us kids who grew up in the 80s and the 90s, we see it as a treat. Like we got this tiny little taste of what life was like without it and we're old enough to recognize how fast it's developing and we can grasp the changes that it has brought to society. But for the coming up generation, they've never lived without it. They have no concept of life before all of this stuff, before social media, before face ID, before seeing a phone in everybody's hands all of the time. Social media is one of those things that is constantly developing and it has eminent risks involved. No matter what your age, no matter where you are, it's never truly completely safe. And I think more than ever, this past year has allowed us to see that very explicitly. We have seen how divisive it can be. We can see how lies are spread and how easily hate is thrown at others. And we've come to be even more aware of our privacy there or the lack thereof. And honestly, I think it's important to acknowledge these things because when we acknowledge the reality of social media, we can then ask ourselves, well, what are my social media habits? And this is something that I have been praying about over the last year probably, and I have come up with 10 questions that I ask myself when I am going to post on social media or when I am going to follow somebody or when I am going to get on. And these questions help keep me in check to make sure that I am using social media to honor Christ and that I am not making it an idol. So I wanted to share these questions with you today. I think the first question to ask yourself is, what is my goal? What is, what is your goal in social media? This, this is a great thing to identify first and foremost. Ask yourself, why am I posting? Am I posting to get likes on my posts and my pictures? Am I posting for affirmation or sympathy? Or is my goal to connect with other people and be a light for Jesus? This is so important to realize. So for a moment, let's think of some influencers that we follow. Think of two or three different ones and now identify why they are influencers. 
Maybe they're a photographer or a teacher or a dancer, maybe a hair and makeup artist, maybe it's something else. Most likely, the people that you just thought of each probably have a different niche. My friend Lydia was talking to me about this, and I love what she had to say. We are all influencers. I'd never thought of it before in this new modern term that we, in the way that we use it, but it's so true. We are all influencers. We each have a following of some sort, and we are influencing in one way or another our followers. So what would your Facebook friends or Instagram followers say is your niche? And that's something I ask myself. What are they going to be able to say about me? Would they describe me as being attention-seeking or humble? Would they say that I am spreading positivity or negativity? Can they see that I am a Christ follower? So it's important to identify what our goal is, and then we can ask ourselves, as we begin to post more, are my posts aligning with the goal that I have set now? So question number two, now that we have our goal in mind, is Do I have specific boundaries or rules set in place for myself? And I will just be the first to say that, holy cow, is this the hardest thing ever? (laughs) Having rules and boundaries for myself, especially with social media, requires so much self-control. And there are two areas that I want to talk about um, regarding this, posting and consuming. So with posting, it's important to understand what our goal is with social media and ask ourselves the why, which that is what I just talked about. I asked a couple of my friends what their rules with posting are, and one of them said that her goals are to be fun, encouraging, real, and honest. Another friend explained that she tries to not post anything too deep or controversial until she's already talked about it with others and or feels directly led by the Holy Spirit to do so. The other area is consuming. I highly recommend having boundaries in both of these areas. Um, And this is something that I found myself struggling with recently. I have found myself mindlessly scrolling on social media for a long time. And then I exit out of one app and I get right on the next one to do the exact same thing. I feel like I'm killing brain cells, let me tell you. And recently I've discovered Instagram Reels and I could spend hours scrolling through that. It's horrible. (laughs) But this is why it's important to have these boundaries in consuming. So some people I know delete their social media apps once a week um, and they take a break from it. Others take a kind of almost a sabbatical of social media and they take a month off or just an extended period of time to get out of that habit. Other people I know just simply integrate different boundaries. Some rule suggestions may be to like set a timer each day for how long you're, you know, you allow yourself to be on there. This one's big for me is don't be scrolling when I'm with other people. You got to remember that those are real people in front of you. And then also understand when it's a positive influence and when we are tempted to just compare. And if you need to get off for a bit, then it's okay to get off. Another thing that I've noticed in myself is I have used social media as a complete time passer. 
if I'm bored and have a moment of quiet, I pick up my phone. If somebody is walks out of the room that I'm talking to and sh- they walk out of the room momentarily, I pick up my phone. If I'm sitting and watching TV, I pick up my phone and still scroll. And I hope I'm not the only one that does that. Um, we just live in such a distracted world that it's even just hard to focus and it's hard to live in that quiet for even just a, a moment. Another suggestion came from one of my friends and it actually kind of relates to both of these areas of posting and consuming. Um, she had a really difficult year last year and she found that social media could be encouraging, but it also was not sometimes. She would be encouraged when people would post a certain Bible verse that she felt was meant for her and or if people, you know, shared a personal story and she was able to relate to what they were going through. Um, she felt like she was not alone and all of those are so, so good. But then there were other times where she'd get on and it was almost like a a trigger for her or a trap and she would just get discouraged and compare and wonder what ifs in her life um, because of what she had been going through compared to what these people on Facebook or Instagram were posting about. Now, that's not necessarily their fault. It depends on how they were posting, but it's a good thing to recognize when you're having a good day and you know you need a good dose of encouragement and when you're just not in that mode and you're comparing constantly. And in those times, it's a good idea to not go on social media or to switch the accounts that you're following for a short time or just look at somebody, you know, look at a certain account rather than others. Um, if a topic you know is going to be brought up frequently, that would just be discouraging to you. She also explained that she wants to be aware of others' life stories and where they're at in their walk of life so that she doesn't become a stumbling block or, you know, it doesn't feel like her posts don't feel like a trap for other people. And so she wants to be sensitive to that. And a lot of this is going to have to do with, you know, praying about it, asking maybe some close friends their opinion and getting their thoughts on it. But I think being aware of something like that is so, so good. And I really appreciated what she had to say about that. So the next question is, am I processing emotions? Have you ever seen posts that say something to the effect of such and such makes me so angry or my heart is breaking because of blank today? The posts that I want to talk about that sound like this are normally emotional statements made in response to something that is happening in the moment. It could be a current event in the world or something happening within their family. And the next thing you know, other people are joining in. They are either also heartbroken by the world or also complaining about something in their home. And I want to be clear. It is okay to process these emotions with other people. But if I'm posting an emotional reaction to something that is still happening, I'm only venting. Healthy processing of emotions involves conversation and generally with trusted people. Now with 767 of my Facebook friends, most of whom are probably no more than acquaintances. When somebody posts something like that, 
it's common then for others to comment something like, same, or I've been crying today too. It just doesn't feel very productive over social media. Another sub-question I guess that I ask myself is, am I merely reacting to something or have I already processed these emotions? I want you to picture two Facebook posts with me. One says, gosh, I have been crying all day. My heart is breaking from what is happening in the world. And the other one says, you know what? Three weeks ago, my heart broke at what was happening in the world. And I've been thinking about it and praying about it. And this is what I think that God is trying to teach us right now. Or something similar. Do you see the difference? One is a reaction. And the other is a lesson that has been thought and prayed about. And in the past for me, sometimes after I've thought and prayed about something, I've found that I don't need to post anything after all. That there was no reason for me to do so. But there are have been times where I still do feel like I want to post, but I know that I've prayed and thought about it and I'm not just reacting to something. The fourth question is, am I adding to the noise? So this is a question that generally relates to when something big is happening in our world. Our feeds are flooded with posts regarding this event. In Minnesota, to be honest, it could be something as simple as the first snowfall and everyone and their neighbor is posting and announcing to the world that we are having our first snowfall. I've done that too. But recently, it's been um, anything like huge politically. Everybody has thoughts that they want to share. And I do not want to discourage you from sharing your thoughts. The thing I ask myself when I'm trying to determine uh, what to share during a time like this is, am I adding to the noise? Or do I have something different and or beneficial to add? So basically, I'm asking, am I just repeating what everybody else is saying? Or am I praying over my words, thinking about them, and kindly coming up with a new perspective? Now, to be fair, if you think you're sharing something beneficial, not everybody is going to agree with you. But if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to do that, then by all means, share it. That's the key, though, is to make sure that the Holy Spirit is leading us in these decisions. Question number five is, is everything in my life public? This kind of relates to boundaries, but it's, kind, it's a different kind. There are some people on the internet who don't have any moments in their lives that don't end up on social media. They post so much what they eat, what they're doing, who, where they're going later, who they're with, good and bad, multiple times a day, every day. With this, I don't have a ton to say other than our whole lives aren't meant to be lived in the public eye. Felicia Masonheimer, who is an excellent resource, I highly recommend following her. She is a theologian who encourages other women to dive deeper in their faith. But she says, you want to protect your inner life. So I try to be conscious of how much I post so that I have boundaries in my life. Because again, I need to remember that these aren't just my closest friends. In my case, my I'm friends with people on Facebook or being followed by people on Instagram who I really just don't know very well. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me personally, 
I would rather save some of those more intimate moments, I guess, to be between just me and a friend or me and my family or just me alone for that matter. The next question is, am I creating a facade for myself? I'm sure that we've all heard the little saying, don't compare your behind the scenes with somebody else's highlight reel. And I think it's normally talking about social media because that's where we can control what other people see. So my question is, am I creating a facade for myself on social media? Look, I know that we all want to look great on social media. We want to look like we have it all together and our lives are just peachy keen all the time. And I'm not saying that we should air out all of our dirty laundry on socials either. Of course, when I graduated college, I posted about it. When I get engaged or impregnant, I will be posting, trust me, okay? But I think that social media and even society in general, to be honest, needs some more deep thinkers. And so one thing that I try to do is I try to share some lessons that I've been learning in a recent month or a certain season of life so that it's not only, I guess, highlight reels that are ending up on feeds. Don't be afraid to be different in that way and say, hey, I struggled with this recently and here's what God taught me. You never know who's going to see that and you and who you've now encouraged or who also is walking through that exact same thing. I still make sure that I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, but I do believe that adding a dose of reality is so, so important. And it's also important to be honest. I don't want to mislead people, making them think that my life is put together all of the time. Question number seven is, Am I being conscious of big tech? Okay, please don't roll your eyes at me, but I'm going to bring up big tech here for a moment. Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Okay, they are all huge companies that have an inside look at our everyday life. And why? Because we give them complete access. They have access to our camera rolls, our contacts, our cameras, in general, our microphones, they pay attention to how quickly you scroll when you stop scrolling. They listen to you. (laughs) I'm sure you saw um, Instagram's updated policy that went into effect, I think it was December. And my opinion of that is that that was nothing new except they actually had to say it out loud, to be honest, okay? But my point here is that there is some pretty serious technology in the world, and I just want us all to be super careful. What we put on social media will forever be archived on the internet. And I guess if we're being honest, it's not only big tech, it's also uh, creepy people. Um, And I'm not trying to scare you, but I just want us all to be careful. So, you know those little Instagram stickers that you can put on a photo? And sometimes we use them to decorate the photo. And other times we strategically place them to cover something up. The thing is, is I I personally don't know how to do this. Okay. But there are people who know how to go. They, they can get onto our profiles, download our pictures and remove those stickers. And so if it was covering up a logo, for example, of your school, they now know what school you go to. If we strategically place that sticker over one of our kids, it can now be removed. I know that's kind of scary and it's 
again, a bit of a downer, but I want us to be aware so that we don't fall prey, I guess, to some of the not so good intentions that people have. Another thing is my parents always tried to encourage us to wait until after we got back from a vacation to post pictures or anything because it's not that difficult then for people to figure out that you're going to be away from your house for an extended period of time. The next thing I ask myself is, am I willing to stand up for what I believe in on social media? There's not a ton to say with this, but we should not be living in fear by posting Bible verses or worship songs or what we are learning in our Bible study, Um, or even if it's political things that we have prayed over and we know what we believe in a certain area, we should not be afraid of the persecution is kind of a strong word, but the bullies or the persecution that could follow. And so I encourage you to to use your social media platform to witness to other people. Question number nine is, am I being conscious of other people's feelings? I want to always make sure that I am not going to even inadvertently hurt someone else's feelings by something I post. And so if I have a group of friends over, I don't always post that Um, because people get hurt when when they find out that they weren't invited to something or or they don't get posted about ever, you know, people get hurt by that. And so just being conscious of it, I'm not saying that you need to make, you know, don't post anything ever and be afraid of that, but just be aware. You know, I have to ask myself, am I only posting of ever that I ever hang out with one friend, but I actually have six others that I regularly hang out with it, but never post? It's just a good question to ask yourself and keep yourself in check. The other thing that is common on social media is, you know, when parents, um, when we post frustrations about our family, within our family, um, it would be easy in five years for one of our kids to get on social media, five or ten years maybe, and see that, oh my goodness, that they were so mad at me this day and they posted, invented about me. Um, or just being, or just posting a vague thing. I know that I've wanted to do that before where I am irritated at somebody and I would love to just throw it in their face and throw it on social media by one of those irritating, vague venting posts that doesn't actually do anything for anyone except for them because they know that I'm mad, you know? Um, but that's so not beneficial and that's just hurtful. So I just encourage us all to and myself included, trust me, to just be sensitive to others' feelings when we use social media. And the final most important question is, am I honoring Christ and am I representing him well on my social media? I first got Facebook when I was 16. Um, and I remember my first Facebook post ever was something to the effect of... Um, as for me and my wall, we will serve the Lord. It's a little cringeworthy now, okay? But I thought I was so creative. I really did, okay? <laughs> One, I probably wasn't. Like, I was probably not the only person to ever think of that. And two, that wasn't even creative. So anyway, but my my point with that is that from the beginning, I wanted to remember that 
my goal was to serve the Lord. And my and if I couldn't even do that in something I'm posting, then I shouldn't be on social media. And have I been perfect? No. I am sure that I have posted things that I regret. I have posted things that were just not beneficial. But this just really goes back to making sure that the Lord is leading you and that we can, at the end of our post or whatever, when we hit publish, we can say, yes, this is honoring Christ. And yes, I am being a reflection of him right now. So I really hope that these 10 questions were encouraging to you and helpful as we navigate this kind of choppy ocean. Sometimes I feel like that's what it is of social media. Um, I just pray that each of us can go out onto our online platforms and still be able to serve Christ there. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. I am so glad to have had this conversation with you. I am praying that this episode was encouraging, and if it was, please consider leaving a review. This show is just getting started, and we would love to bring more people into our conversation. Sharing it with your friends and leaving a review is a great way to do that. See you next time.